0: All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, what I'm going to run through now is just a little bit of business planning, and I'm going to probably keep it quite simple and a structure that I think agents can use, salespeople can use, uh, that defines what they should be doing and keeps them on focus. So, uh, and I picture that it's a uh, an A3 printed page that sits above your desk. I know a lot of you guys are digital. You may simply do that as a spreadsheet. For me, old fashioned, just A3, just sits above my desk as I go through when I'm selling. So each A3 sheet, each printed sheet or each spreadsheet as you go through uh, is simply a month. And on that month, all I need is a couple of bits of data. So uh, I need to understand what my average sale price is or commission price is, I should say. Uh, And equally, I also need to know uh, what my target is. So what I've done here is I'm just working on a plan here that I'm going to share with uh, some of my team uh, and it is a gross commission income GCI of 1.4 million basically so 1 million 440 actually. and then if their split comes off that it gives them about a million dollars uh, before tax. So that's what I'm working on, and it's working on an average uh, com or an average commission per sale of around thirty thousand. To be honest, in our business, we're we're higher than that. But if I average it at thirty thousand, uh, it makes it nice and safe and nice and easy. So as I understand that, I understand I understand the end amount of sales that I need uh, to hit that number, which for these guys will be four sales a month. So now we're going to work backwards from that. Four columns as I work down the sheet. The first column uh, as I Look at it lead generation next column appraisals, next column listings, final column sales. So, if I have a look at lead generation, what I'm going to do here under lead generation, uh, I am now thinking that there's two aspects to it. Uh, Previously, we would have called it just prospecting, so see if this makes sense doors, door knocks, uh, calls. These are connects, emails, drops, DLEs, letterbox drops, uh, and today's social media also. We would have called that prospecting, but I'm actually going to maybe challenge that a little bit and say some of that I think is purely marketing, which has a place. Uh, and the prospecting is probably uh, narrowed down. So let's start with doors. Clearly, that is prospecting. So indoors, what I'm looking for now is I start with what I call NN. Uh, Other people would say a target. What's the target of doors you're going to do per week? Now, what I'm looking for is NN, non-negotiable. So I think that cleans it up and makes it very clear that you must do this and that this is a high priority for you. Nothing else is going to flow in your business if you don't do this. So non-negotiable on doors. Now, I started with a number of doors or a number of connects. Difference between a door and a connect is I knock on a door no one answers, doesn't count. I knock on a door somebody answers, uh, I get to say hello or leave an impression on them, that counts. So there we go. That's a Connect. So I always use connects. Uh, but in fact, what I'm going to do now is we're going to trial a series where uh, some agents I respect are using hours, number of hours per week that they'll do door knocking. So they're just committing to that. And that may well be easier to put into your calendar and keep control of, because I like the calendar uh, to be regimented. I like it to be uh, a system where it repeats as it goes through and that you don't cancel out uh, on appointments for yourself or for your prospecting, uh, or for the rest of the stuff that you put in there. So now on doors, we've got non-negotiable. How many hours? In this case we've suggested ten as a benchmark to start on, and then we've got a grid of four boxes. We know there's uh, you know four point two three uh, weeks in a month, but that's not going to work. So just put four boxes. And if it was 10 hours, was your non-negotiable? Now, week one, week two, week three, week four in the month, I'm looking that you've put in 10 there. You must do it. Now, if I'm down one week or I'm away, uh, my expectation would be on the salesperson, do it before you go. We're not going to play catch up. When you come back, there'll be enough things to answer, call back on and, and catch up on, but you won't catch up on your prospecting. So if we're away in week two, week 10, 20 hours that's the way it looks as we go through. Now, next one is uh, calls, Uh, calls per week. When I'm listening to a lot of very top agents, they're talking about 40 a day, uh, 30 a day. And I think That's really hard. I've never seen that in practice, to be honest. So uh, they may well be doing it, but wow, uh, I just don't see that happening. It might be 40 a week or 50 a week. So maybe start with 50 a week. And these are purely uh, lead generation calls. So you're going out to your database, going out to somebody that owns a house that you could sell and having a chat to them or reminding them that you're there. So again, same thing. Uh, calls per week, non-negotiable, 50 calls per week, connects, uh, doesn't count if uh, they didn't answer, connects, left an impression on them, reminded them that you're there. And then you've got the four boxes and you're looking to say, okay, yeah, I did my 50, I did my 50, I did my 50, I did my 50. Now, what I will suggest around this, guys, at the beginning is if your target's 50, do 50. Like if you're in the gym and your target's to do 10 bench presses, you don't go and do 20, you do 10, then you have a break. Come back and do 10, have a break, then come back. This needs to be sustainable. So if you blow yourself out of the water at the beginning, you're not going to keep it up. So keep on uh, that target as you go through. Emails per week. Now, here's where I'm starting to step away from the way we used to think, which is this is all prospecting saying, I think there's a breakdown here. Uh, connecting on a door, connecting on a call, I'm, I'm happy to put that down as prospecting. It generates business. Now, emails going out and everything below this line down, uh, I'm going to suggest would be marketing. It has a place, but it doesn't have the same impact. I'm going to say, people will say to me, oh, look, I sent out an email and got a listing off it. Um, yeah, th- yeah, sure enough, yeah. But if that was your only strategy for getting business, I'd say you're dead in the water. It's not going to happen. So now I'm going to call this marketing. So marketing, emails per week. What's your non-negotiable? Uh, a sheet I've got sitting in front of me, 1,000. And that was, simply should be your database. Yeah. Or if you're going to have a really good sustainable database uh, and you want to be a 3 million plus GCI earner, uh, I believe your database uh, in New Zealand right now would be 2,000. 2,000 in your farm. And uh, communicating with them, you'll be... Home and host, uh, your business will be sustainable uh, and it'll be quite balanced. It won't go up up and down. So now we're looking that we email out 1,000 a, a week. And across that month, obviously, there's going to be your newsletter for our business. It would be our e-magazine. Uh, next week, it would be your stat. And week after that, it would just be something that's quite topical about yourself. With one of the top agents uh, that I worked with, uh, his emails that went out, he said the greatest response was the personal stories when he was away doing something at the beach or away on holiday or whatever. That's where he got the greatest response and connection to people. Remembering that most of your market is not in real estate mode. So if you uh, identify that to them and have a connection with them, they'll like that and they'll do business with people they'll like. Next one uh, I'm going to put on there is social media posts. uh, And it is a number per week and we've just gone seven. So one a day. Uh, And that's looking at the quality of your social media posts as you go through. Non-negotiable, seven. One a day goes through. In the box, put seven. Don't go 14. Just put seven. Next week, seven. Next week, seven. Next week, seven. Most people uh, would struggle to keep the consistency, so keep it easy on yourself. And then I've got one more box at the bottom, uh, and I'm not going to tell you what that is. If you want to know what the last box is, uh, it's been mentioned on one of our podcasts. uh, But just communicate with me. uh, Email me. Uh, or drop me a text, you'll find me. uh, You'll find me on social and I'll answer that question individually. So that's your first one, lead generation. Second one is number of appraisals. So in here, what we've got on this one for the uh, taking uh, before tax, taking home a million dollars is 12 appraisals in the month you'll know what your number needs to be, but we're looking at 12. What I'm thinking about in 12 is I'm trying to get six listings. Now, I know over the 12, the appraisals will go in two different directions, maybe three. Uh, The two different directions, I think, is one goes to pipeline and one goes to market. So an appraisal where the property goes to market is obviously high value. One that goes to pipeline is stacking it up for the future. So that's why I need 12 of these consistently, so that each month I'm coming away in today's market, uh, as we hit the beginning of 2023, six listings in a month. Now, and then... That's what that sort of ratio looks like. So 12 of those come through, uh, six or a percentage of those are coming to market plus the ones that I've stacked up for the previous months. So as we start to put a system like this in place, there'll be a lag on your results, but then you'll reach a threshold and it should be maintainable. Uh, If you keep on this program, if you ignore column one, your lead generation, um, then you're going to find a dip again. And then you're going to have another lag as you come through. And that's that ebb and flow that uh, is annoying in real estate. And it's simply because that first column, uh, we haven't got discipline around it. So, next column for us, just to go back and make sure we got them. Uh, lead generation, first one. Appraisal, second one. Listings uh, is our third column as I look down the page. And we're just targeting six listings. So now you're looking at the quality of service to the listing, the method of sale. Uh, In particular, if you're auction, you've got discipline around it, you know the data which it's going to happen, and if you follow a set process on auction, your uh, conversion rate or your success rate on that will be higher than any other method of sale. So you know that that property coming in will come in and go out within a set time period. It will always be less than other methods of sale. So this is more uh, efficient for your business. It's also better for your client. You've told them you're going to sell on a certain day, and they can make plans around that. It's also better for the buyer. So just a little auction plug now, because there's transparency. You tell them it's going to happen at this day and time. You can come and watch and see who else is there as you go through. Other methods of sale haven't got that transparency. Buyers go, oh, I hate auction. You should hate the method of sale where you don't see the other offer. You should love auction. So listings in there, six as we go through. Efficiency, how do you run your opens? You know your time frame sitting on it and you know what to do. So you should be able to sell within a four-week time period. Now, in the last column as I go through there is sales. And on sales, I'm just looking for four. So on $30,000 commission per sale, uh, and I've just taken that number down to make it nice and gentle, uh, we're just looking for four in a month. Now in the four, what I do here, though, is I split them in half. This makes sense for agents. I'm looking for the listing side and the selling side. Uh, And I just do that because sometimes you're going to do a buyer in and you're going to get a half. Now, I know the splits aren't 50-50 when you conjunct, but we'll call it that for now. It's close enough for your numbers to work. So you'd get a half. So instead of one, it'd be half. And then I'm looking to fill up the other line. And how does that work? Uh, Equally, when you're running the listing, which is what your business is uh, defined around, when you're running the listing, you're going to conjunct and somebody else may bring the buyer. And then you get the half, the listing side. So of the four sales, I'm looking at eight halves and I'm looking at how they come through. So on my appraisal column, uh, one to 12, I'd write in the the address of the property I did the appraisal on. On the listing side, I'd write in the address of the property I've got the listing for uh, and it's up and running in that month. And on the sales side, if it's a list and sale, I'll write the address in twice for number one. Number two, if it's my listing, I'll write the address in, you know, and if it's somebody else's, I'll ignore the the second part of that line, and then in my mind, I'm going. Oh, I've got to do a conjunct or do a buy run with somebody off my auction. One of my underbidders. I'm going to take them to someone else, and that's going to be line number two under two as I go through. So, hopefully, uh, without any visuals, that has made sense uh, as we go through. Now, let me just give you some thoughts also on the market as I look at this. The And the, I find this quite interesting. I think the salespeople listen and uh, slump in their chairs when they hear about the market values coming down. So the, price, the value of a price of a house uh, has declined. It's declined across 2022. And in 2023, it's still declining. It's still softening. Maybe not at the same rate, but it's definitely not going up. 100% it's not going up, uh, so it's still softening as it goes through. And agents look at that and go, oh, my God, this is a tough business. Talking to somebody yesterday and going, oh, I wonder if we should go to America. <laughs> well, I think that's probably a pretty hard place to be also. The grass may look greener on the other side, but you've still got to mow it. So, in fact, I think you stay where you are. Now, declining house prices aren't an issue for you. They're an issue for the homeowner. And it may just be around, uh, does the home fund what they plan next? And if it is buying the same market, yeah, great news, it does. And a declining market, obviously it does. You sell for X and you buy for X minus on your next one because that's the direction of the market as it goes through. So declining house prices, if you're exiting the market completely, uh, it is what it is. Or if you're exiting and not going back into a property and doing something different, there'll only be X amount of funds that come out of the market as it goes. But that's the homeowner. The homeowner should be thinking about that. For the salesperson, the real estate salesperson, uh, the thing you're interested in, in the market is number of sales. Now, if number of sales are down, you need to get your number of sales up. Up or not have them come down uh, with the market. So that's your personal market share. This is all you're focused on. I can promise you now, whatever market you're sitting in in New Zealand, there is enough for you. You just need to take it off the other guys. That's it. Um, there's no shortage of sales. That's nonsense. You need to increase your market share. Take it off the other guys so you keep it at a level that you need. And on this plan, that's for sales. So they just need to take them off the other companies and off the other agents that are worried about the market coming down. You go, I don't care. I can't influence that. The OCR is trying to influence that. It's volume of sales and number of sales. Now, as I look at that, Uh, what I'm suggesting to you now is that's why you've got to have this robust plan because it's going to go back to, are you doing enough work? So we're getting those non-negotiables in. We're measuring everything as we go through. addresses, sitting in there, absolute detail, and in my case, sitting above your desk. So there's no hiding from it as you go. Now, once you've got those numbers uh, running consistently, you'll know if the input is enough for the output. And if it isn't, increase your input. Like, if you are not going to increase your input and you're you're not happy with the output, the number of listings or sales, like, you just hit yourself with a bigger stick, you know, because that's like, take the dumb stick and give yourself another whack. If your input is not giving you the output you need, increase the input real easy. Take the market off the other guys. Improve your offering to the market so the market goes, you are definitely the salesperson and the agent to go with. And if I, uh, I'll just give you one last point. This will make sense. Uh, to everybody, and I don't know what the answer is. The reason why the declining uh, value in the market isn't such an impact or doesn't have such an impact on you is in New Zealand, our commission rates are upside down. The scale is upside down. As you work harder and get the hardest dollars, the final dollars for the property, you get paid less or you charge less, whereas at the bottom, you get the bulk of it. it. Really, it should be inverse. It should be the other way around. As you're getting more and squeezing out the hardest dollars, you should get more reward for that as it goes through. So, uh, if it was flipped on the on its head, um, then I think declining market values would have an impact on agents. Crazy as it is, the the way the structure sits, the pyramid on uh, commissions that are charged to vendors, it is upside down. It doesn't really impact the agent that much. Now, here's the caveat on that: uh, in twenty years, um, like I could only count on my on one hand the number of agents I think that are doing it. Purely counting the commission, most have no idea. They can't calculate the commission. Not good with numbers, uh, and they're not looking at that. They're trying to do the very best for their client. They're trying to find a buyer a house that suits their family. They're not counting their own personal dollars as they come through. But that is something that's uh, within the industry that's a little bit uh, upside down that could be tidied up. Where I think that should, I think that should actually look like an hourglass. Uh, there's a bulk the, at the beginning. That's the, the the business. It narrows as it goes through the middle, which is currently narrows at the top. But then I should, I think it should go back out again, and there should be real incentive to see which salesperson can generate uh, more for the vendor, take it beyond market value, and you should reward them for that as we go. So hope hope that's uh, been helpful. That in summary has just been putting a very simple structure uh, in place. Four columns as we go through, starting with non negotiables, then saying how many appraisals will that generate, and then having a look and saying does that give me enough listings, and then having a look and saying how many sales are coming out of there. And you can see in today's market, I'm saying you got six listings, probably got about four sales coming out. You may be three, uh, in which case, again, you'll look at your ratios and you'll know how to structure your business. And as always, guys, if uh, You have any other questions on that, just get in touch. I'm easy to find, and uh, texting me is the easiest way. I'll answer straight away as we go through. There we go. Take care. Ciao.